breakfast and I walk home, I've never been there, mm. and there's just three um, of those, like at McDonald's now, the mm. machines, whatever, where you take your order. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just this order here and there's like no one there. There's a woman like way in the back, just completely focused on, yeah. didn't even turn and look that there were two of us in there. And I fuddle around trying to, f- took me like five minutes to order. Mm. And then I'm just like, okay, does that, has it been registered or not? Yeah. And then I left to go to the, um, the butcher, came back and I went, oh, excuse me. And she's like, doesn't even look up. Yep. This chick. I'm like, uh, I left and came back. I'm not sure if my order's ready. And she's like, well, what was it? I was like, um, salted caramel. And uh, she's like, the one I'm making now. I went, maybe? Like, so I'm just like, what? How am I supposed to do? Barely even looks at me. Just, and the poor thing is just one person in the shop. Big tank, right? Probably like three times the size of the one down there. And then she doesn't, she, she keeps making it. So I'm still not really sure if she's making my order. Mm-hmm. I walk back outside. Paul's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is taking so long? I'm like, and then she just comes up and is like, here. Gives me my two things and I walk out. And I'm like, mm. tank. You're dead to me. No, that's why I asked her. I asked her. I said, "Hey, Are you just filming? To, yeah. Right, I was yeah. like, "Hey, just to ask, is this is this like a trial or is mm-hmm. this is this going to be the way it is?" She's like, "Oh yeah, this is this like oh, is this going to be an all store?" She goes, "Yeah, probably." And I'm just I just left. I went, "You you've crossed a line for me personally. Mm-hmm. Of I'm I'm not I can't go somewhere like that where there's zero zero mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. you know nothing." And so the, que- the, the topic, I think, is how much should we automate before we mm. really lose? Because I was, I was thinking mm. from the perspective of this staff member yeah. who must probably worked an eight-hour shift. Mm. I, from just seeing the mm. 10, 15 minutes I was there, yeah. she would have said three words to the three or four people that came through. Mm. So she's now doing a, she's basically mm. just a, mm. on a manufacturing line, like yep. is in, and she's not got any human interaction basically. Mm. Like part of that job is to customer service or that. And then the experience of going in there was just like. Yeah. It's a real good topic because, you know, like being ex hospo, like actually let's get rid of that. It's not about being ex hospo. So how much do we automate? Like where does technology play in both customer service, but also everything and i'm like you right like there are certain places like i was just talking about with mcdonald's who make you they tricked us all into clearing our own tables and now they saved all these millions of dollars and so i do truly believe that but then the other side of me also thinks and this is where it's gray is that would a big mac still only cost what it does if they kept up the standards and didn't put in the technology if they still had seven guys manning the desk, four guys on the floor, because the most expensive cost is labor. Have you seen how expensive that is still? I know. So imagine <laughs> what it would be. Well, I don't know. Maybe they've just not actually adjusted and they're making a whole lot more profit. Yeah, I mean, there's a cynical way to think that, but also McDonald's is such a big company that they've optimized that price to exactly how much yeah. they can sell yeah, it well, for. Yeah, well, they're an operationally excellent company. That's right. their whole strategy. And so I think if, they, if they're selling it, they're selling it at the optimal price so yes could they um they'd probably making as much money if they had those staff they'd just be spending it but then also they would say to themselves well fuck we can't afford to run this the way it is Mm. we're better off to sell less burgers 
blah, 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 have less staff on. We're still going to make a better profit margin, right? Selling them at a higher price. Because that's, that's the thing, right? So you can either sell... If you're selling like 100 burgers and it takes 10 staff to run that and you're selling them for $10 each, you're making $1,000, right? And you pay people. But you could sell 90 burgers for, you know, say $14, right? And make a little bit more money. But you need less staff to run those 90. So then your costs go down as well, right? And there's less burger patties being used and all this sort of stuff. So you are selling less and you might even be getting overall less revenue even if that wasn't. But what, so there's a, there's a, there's a game to play. So my point is, McDonald's has optimized it for what their what their costs are, and they're able to bring that lower to sell more of them, and they've they've they've, they've maxed it out. So the other thing to think about is like computers, phones, everything in the world. Like even though phones are marked up outrageously, they are still outrageously cheap for what they should be without the automation that goes behind them. Like because then you got to think factories, like cars, like. So there's one side of me is like, well, automation and technology is good because it's brought the price of things down. Um, you know, like you still think of now, like you buy a car for 30 or 40 grand these days. Like I remember- That has every piece of electronic stuff you could, yeah, imagine that would have been like, you know, 80 grand back in the day for that type of car. Yeah, and they still are. Like yeah. the price of cars almost went down over time when houses and stuff went through the roof. Yeah. And so like things like that. So there's a part of me that thinks like- <laughs> These bastards are screwing us over and tank are getting rid of staff and making this. But then there's the other side of it. It's like, well, they're bringing the price of stuff actually down so we can have a better quality of life for the things that we can afford or at least get the luxuries in life that we want. But then I also think the third bit is that the economics plays out anyway. So what have we seen the rise of in the last sort of five to ten years? Like the artisan bakers, the butchers, the... Um, the juice guys who do it in different ways and better ways of service. So there's like the higher priced luxury item. I mean, look at Faro, like as a totally supermarket. Yeah. Faro couldn't have existed 20 years ago in New Zealand. There's just no way. Like, I mean, there's other ones who tried it and failed. Yeah. But now we're at a point where you've got countdown and pack and save because we're worse. I put it all into countdown to take on pack and save. Yep, progressive, so you, yeah. So you got those. And then you got this guy who just sits way up above everyone else, this artisan stuff. So you still have that option. And they play, and then so there's different bits in the market where everyone plays, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, and <clears throat> so Tank will have to, opt, have to own yeah. that lower bit. Yeah, and I mean, it, for, for me, that's it's so much broader. Um, that that was the experience, like it was, mm. it was such a moment because – it's it is so multifaceted, right? Because I wasn't just thinking about oh, tanker obviously trying to mm -hmm. make be more efficient, maybe increase their bottom line, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever it might be. I that and that's where and this is a much bigger topic that I'm not any kind of expert in, but I'm starting to hear a lot of people talk about it who mm -hmm. are in a place in life where they can start to confront certain issues mm -hmm. like sustainability mm -hmm. and the the sort of how we're dealing with our human capital and yeah. all of that and um. I was talking to an amazing guy the other day, John Holt, who's a very successful entrepreneur around New Zealand. He was talking about this whole sustainability thing, but and it's not just him. Even Elon Musk, I've you know there was oh, an yeah, article about you know if you're going to get into a field, get into the human, like learning about human interaction, and like that's what Elon's saying because of all the automations happening. Yeah. But John was sort of we were riffing on stuff, and he's like his essence of what he was trying to say is like we need to be really mindful and focus actually quite a lot on the actual human side of things and not lose mm -hmm. lose that. Yeah. 
And so I was just thinking about this whole like the the everything you said, but the, the whole picture. Right? So you've got an yep. individual who's an employee there. Obviously, they need a job, mm. but what's kind of been removed from them is certain levels of human interaction. Yeah. And then I would sort of be like, well, what is the point? Someone said to me, oh, they're probably doing it because of COVID. I was like, I don't think it'd be any safer me oh, dialing yeah, into the thing. Like this is what I'm saying. They're yeah. like, oh, it must be for click and click. I'm like, no, she still would have just said hello with a mask on. And mm. and it was. it's more about like when I go to the supermarkets, I will sometimes use the, the do-it-yourself. Mm. But if there's a depending on the time I've got, right? If I'm in a hurry, I'll just do that. But if I can, I will go up to the, mm. like, I'll be like, yeah, a human. Cause I just, it's a great exchange. Mm. And this is a big one to throw out there. Cause it's so gray. I personally think a lot of the depression, anxiety, like a lot mm. of the issues that we're facing today, an aspect of it is a removal. And it includes technology like phones is a removal from Oh, yeah. Our human interaction, yeah, for sure, and and I and I think there's a place for automation. I think it's great. Mm. It does make things more efficient. Like you said, things do get cheaper. Mm. Um, but it's it's just this sort of grey area of how mm. how much and for what purpose, right? Like yeah. Tank might just be like, we don't want to have to talk to people anymore. Mm. Okay, fine. They've lost me as a customer. Mm. I'm sure they don't care because they're an operationally excellent company, clearly, because that's mm. the kind of tactic of an operationally excellent company. So mm. they're not working on whether they, they're not going to call me up and go, I'm so sorry for your experience. Mm. What can we do better? That's just not the model. Yeah. So I, I understand that. But when does it become about, and you'd love this topic of like all for profit and shareholders and you know, not real, like a mm. ticking the boxes for sustainability and diversity and equity inclusion. But really, automating for the sake of mm. a bottom line to shareholders, and the truth is they don't really care about yeah. the kind of whole hu- the, the, the actual mm. humanness mm. of life. Mm. I do think that there is a. I do think I, th- I do think you're talking about an economics problem and a business problem, and even though we're talking about humans and that okay, what about that person working there? What about the experience of us going into all that stuff? I think when it comes to commerce that um, it is there are different businesses that operate in different markets and to maintain a level of price you have to remove the human element because it's too costly because especially in developed worlds where our cost has gone through the roof of human capital um, you know like Minimum wage in New Zealand is still one of the highest in the world, even though we all look at that going, oh, that's pretty low. I mean, business owners probably look at it going, fuck, it's expensive, especially going up. But it is, in the most part, like the minimum wage is about 35% lower than what my lowest staff members paid, right? And so, but th- so, so anyway, so there's, but human capital is expensive so we have to remove it to bring prices down but we have to do that actually because most of the population is actually on a really low income yep you know and we know that that's how income distribution works it's like this really flat curve and then all the wealth sits up in the top end of it and so then by like we're in a bit of a privileged state where we're like absolutely i would pay an extra two dollars for my smoothie if i could talk to the person to say hello 
but most people can't as well. So then it's like, okay, well, cost of living is already going through the roof. Are we okay to make it go further for the majority just because we want to have our conversation? But we, ha- but we actually have that option because there are the higher marketplaces. So what we're trying to say is we want our cake and eat it too. Like we want the lower price the place that we know, the familiarity of the big chain that we know because it's on every corner store. I don't have to go looking for it because there's only seven pharaohs, but there's a fucking countdown and pack and save every corner you look. But it's like we, as the ones who can afford the higher prices, want the still want everything that comes with it. Like the, we want, I'll, I'll, we want everything that comes with the lower mass market, the convenience, the location, like all that sort of stuff. Because otherwise, why don't you just go to the Fresh juicer place. That I would no. I mean, I, I I actually I will. Yeah. No. No. As in, I had no idea Tank had done this. But thing. now you have to go out of your way to do it. And it, just like you said before, when you go to Countdown, it's like, oh, sometimes when I'm busy, I'll just go through the other one. Yeah. And that's a thing of you. You as the consumer, you've changed. So you're now the consumer who's time poor. So the value to you is to not go to the human. So that's what I'm saying. Like we operate in these different marketplaces yeah. and we can op- occupy different slots at different times of that yeah. day. So I think you do need to have the stuff to allow for the consumer to have the choice. And I think the consumer, the market will always tell you, is there demand for yeah. everything? I think a good point there is I didn't have a ch- Well, I could have had a choice. I could have been like, I'm not doing this and then yeah. made her come and serve me. Or left and go to another place. Yeah, well, but convenience. It, yeah, well, just in, it, we were just rushing to grab something, yeah. right? So I, I could have left. Yeah, but I'd already, I'd, I was already through it, right? I couldn't. As I stood there, I, I almost was like, cancel it because we were about to be late for where we wanted to go. Before and you even ordered, you could have. I just didn't. I, yeah, I, yeah, I actually no, went. No. I went. Oh, this might be fast. Yeah. It was not fast at all. It no. was like it was no. clicking, and mm. I mean, it was it was. Mm. actually quite complex yep. to make an order. Yep. It would have taken me probably three to five minutes just mm. to get my order. Mm. But even, I don't know, it's, and, and that, this is where it's, I suppose, raising a consciousness mm. of everything we're mm. saying because mm. I'm consciously trying to make choices where, like at the supermarket, mm. where I'm confronted with convenience, don't talk to anyone, don't spend any energy other than just do it digitally mm. and do all that or go and have an actual mm. interaction. Now, I'm fortunate I know the co- consequence of both, mm. of the consequence of having a human interaction in your local yeah. community at your local grocery store. There is so much that happens, mind, body, just yeah. soul, like it's so good. And I don't think most people are aware of mm. every time they remove themselves from that, mm. there's happy hormones in the brain that don't get triggered there's oxytocin there's serotonin there's like because you're going to get a nice response usually from the person behind the counter it's going to raise some natural levels of your brain you Mm. know of your your neurochemicals that responsible for your happiness and and so when you don't do that Mm. you're just constantly sort of removing that Mm. but most people aren't you know conscious of that but i'm just starting to myself think about where do i start to draw the line where do i start to be more conscious about how I'm using these things, yeah. and when do I like tank? Go, you know what? I'm I'm now going to make a conscious choice. I'm not going to be like I'm boycotting it. Mm. I'm not saying I'm not going to use tank. Mm. Why not? Because there might be times, like you've said, where I just it's mm. it's the thing that I need right now, mm. and I'm not going to 
cut my nose off to spite my face because mm. I'm not against mm. it, mm. but I'm just going to have to be like, I'm prepared for a sucky experience yeah. uh, because it's now just going to be mm. a machine mm. and I like to talk to people. Mm. Some people will love that. They mm. hate defacing. Mm. But I just also wonder like, and it's, it's again, it's a big topic of lots of smart people who are really rich and mm. now got time to do the talk about mm. <laughs> and, and think about these things of when is it going to be about <clears throat> not just profit for shareholders for some of these big companies and start to be like, well, how much should we have people consume? Because mm. at the moment, my observation is, say, a McDonald's or an Amazon or any of these companies, it's just like, it seems like the more we can get people to consume, the better. Mm. And I'm starting to just kind of go, do we really need to consume this? Like, even when yeah. you said before about McDonald's, if they put a few more staff on, change the experience, I'm not saying they should, and increase the price a little bit, I'm just like, that would be really socially conscious. Because a whole bunch mm. of people probably wouldn't buy that food because they can't afford it three times a week and mm. we wouldn't have contributing mm. factors to the obesity epidemic. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just I, like, I think it, the it, it, all trickle, that, though, it, right? is, it, it all trickles along, right? But, but that, that, see, the poverty trap in South Auckland is that actually I don't have... So, so there's like a real problem with people not being able to go spend two, $300 on groceries in one hit. Absolutely. And so, the eighteen dollars we're spending on McDonald's is the right thing to do, or the twenty bucks on fish and chips today. It makes them poorer in the long run, but it's a poverty trap. So if you increase those prices from eighteen to twenty-five, they're still going to buy it because it's still cheaper than two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that's potentially um, what do they then do? Well, that's in my view. That's where again, it's not. I'm not just having to go at the fast food chains. Mm. I'm. I mean, you just have mm. to go into Countdown and <coughs> some of those places and. You know those prices. Are, I mean, there's a whole inquiry going on. I think still right mm. now into the the way they've done the pricing mm. that potentially is going to be you know called out as not ethical or whatever it is. And mm. and it's I mean, like you said, it's a deeper issue. But if that if the only alternative is spending twenty dollars mm. on McDonald's and KFC and everything, like, then then there's something just broken about the whole picture yeah. right like why why can't those people have options that that get them something that's you know uh, yeah you know, available not necessarily laborious because obviously it's fast food mm. but just a bit healthier and i suppose what yeah. i suppose like what I, i'm not saying that there aren't issues and that there aren't things to fix but i think that we're we're in a march of progress right like where we've come from is still better than oh, where we are now. It's still better oh, than where we come from. We're in luxury age, of, yeah. you know. And so there's like ever. we're talking from a real place of privilege here on that, like yep. complaining about issues that really have not much effect to you and I. Not at all. But I think the people at the lower end of society need the automation and the places without human interaction because they can't afford it otherwise. We like having the option of going. Self-service checkout, have a chat to my local grocer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then you've got elites who won't even buy their own groceries, right? Their fridge is just full all the time because yeah, someone it's else does it. And they plug it into their Whoa, fridge. Oh, well, they've got it. a servant, like not a no, servant. No, but, I mean, you know there's what I mean? The stuff down. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It, you plug it into Amazon on your fridge yeah, and it yeah, arrives yeah. and fills <laughs> your fridge. Yeah, or yeah, your yeah, fridge yeah. even tells you when it's low. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And look, that's, <coughs> I don't even reckon elites. 
they wouldn't have that. They would have someone who yeah. did it. I mean, yeah. that's probably that's more like the tech enthusiasts who would do something like yeah. that. So that, that's kind of where I was going to with at the start of this like sort of conversation is that it's it's the conversation. Although we want it to be about humans, it will never be about humans. And it doesn't matter how much you ask the big corporations to be about humans. It's about economics. And the economics sort of control everything, right? And so what it allows us to do by having that automation and having that stuff is like quality of life is crazy good today, even in the poorest part of the world compared to where it was. Yeah, yeah. It's still heaps of issues. Yeah, if you read stuff by Matt Ridley called the rational yeah. optimist has some of his books just lay that out yeah so we're definitely like the the kings and queens of you know middle of ages the past if they wanted a certain kind of meat Maybe they would they have to go hunt it at the time or if they wanted certain clothes now we've got oh if they just wanted lights yeah you and i right now don't have lights have <laughs> i'll just say a thousand chefs right now probably within a few blocks maybe a hundred meters yeah maybe span out to half a kilometer probably a thousand chefs mm. got probably a hundred private drivers yeah like i mean it's insane it is yeah, a, like yeah, the yeah. the kind of luxury we get now compared to it yeah. and human progress is not gonna sort of just be out be going like oh like people aren't walking around going oh my goodness we're so luxurious these no, days no, i should no, just because no. it's just not the human condition no no right? we always find the bad and stuff yeah and just there's always you know our goal wanting you know More. goal oriented perpetually wanting nature is, yeah. is just going to drive us. Yeah, I, I, I suppose just coming back to the automation side, I, I totally think that <clears throat> manufacturing, like certain things, mm. it's just smart to automate. Like mm. it, it takes it takes humans out of doing really crappy jobs. Mm. The only thing I wonder, and I've thought about this for a long time, is with the AI and technology and big data and all of that and all this automation, <clears throat> how much of the extra time? Mm for people is going to get passed down to the masses that's the thing i'm not thinking about all the time but it's sort of like it makes sense to think if suddenly people only have to work 20 hours a week because everything's automated mm. are all those companies say that automate everything going to contribute some of the extra profits and everything like that to make it better for everybody i don't know because you just made a good point called the economics of it, they don't really care. Like the machine doesn't really care about the humans. Mm. Logically, it should mean if we start to automate just about everything that our lives should become just like we almost shouldn't have to work that much at some yeah. point. I don't think that's going to be the case, especially for the no, look, like lower again, socioeconomic. Again, economics <coughs> will, will dictate, right? And there's already arguments for universal basic income and global um, sort of – uh, what's it called, like welfare and things like that. There are already, like there's a town in yeah. Korea that gives a universal basic income. Every every person in that city gets a um, a credit card with a certain amount of won on it every every month, right? So there's all, that, that, that argument's already started and that takes, that's the bigger gun diplomacy, right? So like the US Army has bigger guns than Microsoft. So at, at some stage they can say, Microsoft, give us money. Yeah. And Microsoft can't do anything about it because right, right. the army's got bigger guns than them. And so they'll just shoot them and take their money, right? And that, that that's crazy, but, I mean, that just happened in Ukraine, right? Like, that's what happens. Like The bigger gun works. And so these corporations, as big as they become and as controlling they become, there are still, like, you push the government into a corner and they'll break you down. I mean, they did that to Rockefeller, right? Like, he got too big that they were like, nah, nah. 
this isn't happening, break you up. Yeah, he got richer after the thing, but he lost his power and control. Yeah, it's and like Bill Gates, I've heard say, is maybe it was you telling me, the whole sustainability, climate change, all that, mm. his pretty much theory is it's, it's going to be the governments that, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be not but just no, government, the governments and the private the, sector. It'll be but the economics. It'll be the governments ultimately that start the process of almost like mandating stuff mm. and then the private sector and everyone will be able to like Incentives, come in with innovation, yeah. everything like that. But it's he sort of like the government <laughs> really need to... Nah, Bill, Bill Gates, Bill Gates <clears throat> is that, yeah, he says the government has a place to play. But in his book, he talks a lot about um, the economics of it, that you can make... Like whoever, you have to make it incentivised that well, the economics well, work. Well, no, it is already incentivised. If you can create a cement that is carbon neutral, you will be a trillionaire. Like just that's end of story. The amount of cement, like, and, a, and a cement and steel accounts for something like twenty five percent or something of the global greenhouse emissions. It's this hidden thing that people don't talk about. Bill Gates sort of brought it to light. Like it just everything else pales sort of in comparison, really, yeah, to that. Right around the room. Yeah, <laughs> all these buildings and all the stuff, and the and, and the. The third world is industrializing really fast. China, of course, in the last decade or so has been the biggest purchaser of steel and cement. So if you can solve how steel and cement's done and make it carbon neutral, you'll be outrageously rich. And so the incentive's already there. And so the economics will eventually fill that void. But it's deep tech. It takes 30 years to mm -hmm. figure that stuff out. Like, mm -hmm. they won't have it yet. There are people on the breaking edge of it. But just like self-driving cars, like... Just because the technology is there, doesn't mean it's going to be adopted straight away, Correct. right? There's plants that have been invested well, in, and so much infrastructure to dismantle. Dismantle. Wait till you've got your return on that investment. Yeah, you look at the fossil fuels. It. I mean, the, the look at plastic straws. Plastic straws, like and plastic bags. They are still allowed stores. to be sold because they've got time limits on them. Because and the reason they've got time limits is because those factories still have to get the return on the capital they spent to yeah. make those in the first yeah, place. Yeah, and all so. the stock and just materials yeah. and everything. So it's all an economics game, and. Commerce has always driven humans forward. Like it just has always been the That's thing. Right. Since the day you killed yep. a antelope to feed your thing, whoever had the most antelope got the most stuff, right? <laughs> like it's right. always been the it's, case. It's, it's part of the human condition, I think. Economics and bigger guns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so that it so seems to be. And, I, you know, and, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, the whole system needs to be overhauled and we need a new political system and all, mm. all this stuff and and you know you could be like mm. theoretically yeah mm. absolutely like if everyone was able to earn the same mm. and who I was watching Aziz whatever his name was the comedian the other day funny guy he mm. gets real deep and then he makes a joke out of it but he was saying about how Probably shitty the Patriot Act was that is that the Patriot Act I'm not sure oh, yeah. the, there was one of the Netflix oh ones. no Aziz yeah he's the other guy sorry yep. with that real yeah, yeah, nasal yeah, yeah. voice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. he's like humans are really shitty right like he's and he's like because we see stuff like homeless people and you know and we're like oh yeah I really should do something about that like he, you know and then like I'll go buy my triple mocha latte with you know, yeah. eight dollar coffee yeah and he's just joking about it. but he but he said and we've seen real evidence now that we could solve all the poverty mm. and you're like okay and he's like we just demonstrated it the amount of money the government suddenly had available to give out mm. in the billions surely that means that was already there so how come we haven't already like covid came along and now there's all this money it makes a really good point yeah. and it's not to say that anything will really change dramatically but it was sort of it was just pointing to the human condition which is 
there is, again, unless something radically evolves about our DNA, you know, everything, there is going to be a division. It just will be different gradients of division throughout history. Mm. And I would love to see a world where, like, everyone was equal mm. and I just, I just sort of... It's not going to happen. I'm committed to anywhere I see inequality mm. and things like that to impact it, but it just seems to be the, the, the human condition is even somebody who was impoverished, there'll be a point where they get to a level of mm. surplus where they will behave exactly like the people that potentially that they despise because they weren't helping them out in the first place. And that just seems to be, you know, the human condition. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think long-term and I mean, we're probably going to run out of time when I say this, but long-term we're going to have, it's been happening forever that, you don't worry about the rich. They're going to get rich. You can't stop them. <laughs> but, yeah. the, but the poorest people in the world aren't as poor as they used to be. No. And that is the measure of success. Correct. But they will never be rich, ever. There will be 50% of the population always considered poor. It's, it's how the economy is set up. So they will get lifted out of like real bad poverty where they're dying to just like sustaining their life yeah. and being fine. And, and, and that should be okay. I know, it's so funny. I can just hear people yeah. who, the four people that might listen to this, be like, that's, but that's, mm. that's terrible. Like, mm. how come those people can't get rich? And how can, and, and I'm the same. I'm like, look, unfortunately, anything isn't possible. Yeah. Just because conceptually, you could be, you know, you hear the, all the rags to riches stories mm. are the, always the ones they focus on. Like, there's a property magazine at, at home. And it's like the rags to riches story of New Zealand's most successful property investor. And I was this morning going, I just saw it and I went, why is it always the rags to riches? Why not the person who was doing okay who now became really successful? Because it just doesn't sell, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the exception. And so yeah. they'll sell the exception. I don't know, mate, and again, there's a whole other, like maybe that's, a, that's also part of the problem is there's like this not, hey, how could you go from here mm. To here mm. and raise your standard of living. What's sold is anything's possible for you. You're amazing. You're fantastic. You could be here, mm. which is a false hope, false dream, like yeah. you just pointed to. Mm. It's probably not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. What if it was more collectively? Like, how about we raise you from just here to here? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and but that's not like sexy. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, at like where most people, like ourselves and most of the population, we're not in this game. At all, it's not our job to do that. It's not where we're best use of our time. There are people who are doing that. Bill Gates is one of them, he, and no matter what you think of him, that's what he does these well, days. And he has so much surplus and so much satisfaction in other areas of life. He's got the means to work on this. But but also, not everyone can work on this. Just like not everyone can do what I do for a living. Not everyone can do yep. what you. And it's a job. It's a productive piece of work that needs to be done. Yeah. To do that, and I think like that's not a not a thing for us all to do so the the there's probably like the problem is that people think there's a problem that they can solve and there's not they can't solve it it doesn't it's it's not going to take a collective effort to lift this bottom it's going to take a few really good people to really focus in on what's right yeah. and help bring the rest of the world up out of poverty and there are thousands of these people totally. doing this around yeah. the world who've got the surplus the means yeah the, you know it should be our job as 
doing what we do to do what we do best to get it as efficient and as good as possible yeah. to raise the people around yeah. us up. Yeah. You know, so. And that's definitely what I'm committed to mm. and I'm up to, you know, what I'm, you know, the, the future I'm mm. you know, trying to work on is using the kind of methodology and everything we mm. teach. Of I, 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 it do, I do see people getting along better. I do see people mm. able to, um, you know, get more effective and more you know, efficient with how they deal with other people. Mm. Um, I see leaders who apply everything we teach and they create a better environment, a better culture for mm. everyone working with them. And so, like you said, if I can do that one by one by one by one, mm. you know, to the kinds of people I work with, I do think that's going to trickle down to, mm. you know, make a, you know, a better world where mm. people are learning about understanding different worldviews and different mm. behaviours and. Mm. And that's the hard thing about it is it's it's very difficult for you and I, mm. even though we we care, to actually experience what some of those you know people who are really struggling or mm. impoverished we don't know what it's like. Mm. Mm. You know? And I could say, oh yeah, I've been broke before, and I've had to look through the couch and find like a dollar fifty to mm. get something before as an entrepreneur, like I wouldn't have had no money. Mm. But it's it's you know I'm privileged. I had a good upbringing. I had. The things I needed, like I haven't actually come through that, like you said, that that's where I started. And so mm. coming back to automation, it's a very great topic. Oh.